KRCL, Salt Lake City. Welcome to Radioactive. It's a show for grassroots activists and community builders. Weeknights at 6. I'm Laura Jones in studio on Friday nights with Al Dynstrick 9, KRCL's punk rock farmer. Hey, hey, Al. It's very good to be here. I know. Last Friday was so rewarding. It was, I hate saying that word because it was Radiothon, but to hear from so many people. It was very uplifting. We know that you guys are out there listening. We There's no question. The response we got... On Friday, last Friday was amazing. You, we, I kind of played it like you guys know what this is, and it, and it's like you've been fueling the station for 39 years. We don't have to yeah. ask you or beg you for anything. You know the drill, yeah. and you guys just—it was just amazing. The yeah. outpouring of love we felt. Thank you so much. I got a few folks to thank by name here: Dela Tayoali Higgs. Hmm. Uh, thank you so much. Also, Michelle Tanner, great uh, Michelle Tanner's night train on Monday nights. Yep. She came down and answered phones. Lindsay Wells, a great volunteer. Thank you so much. Chris Yoakum, distant cousin of Dwight, I'm guessing. <laughs> but thank you, Chris, for volunteering. Also, um, Pace Collister uh, did some food pickup for us because we have all these great community partners who bring us food like Red Rock and um, the Dodo, and even Stevens, and Mestizo Coffee. It's just amazing how it all works together. Yes, thank you so much for all your help, and don't forget the pickup party on Thursday, November 1st, and we've also booked some like live music that night with a woman named Brooklyn. She's going to get the whole band together. And then the Friday after, we got more music with Punk Rock Farmer. Yeah, we're doing the... Um... On the 2nd? On the 2nd? No, wait. Next Friday, we're doing what? Ne- next flat Friday is, um, who is it? I think it's Tycoon Machete. Tycoon or Typhoon? Tycoon. Ty- that's why I couldn't find them when you told me. I'm like, who <laughs> the probably... heck is this Typhoon Machete? <laughs> All right. Anyway, tonight we have live music in the studio from Marnie Proudfit, who's just sitting in the studio with us. So we're going to have a nice, intimate singer-songwriter around. Hi, Marnie. How are Hello, you? Hello. I'm doing well. How are you guys? Not bad. So I was looking at Marnie's bio, and it said Ogden, Salt Lake, Boston. And I'm like, where is this woman from now? <laughs> <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. Uh, everywhere, USA. Um, I'm from Ogden originally. There you go. Yeah. So just, you know, hop, skip, jumping away. Uh, but I've just lived all over the place, and I'm back in Ogden now and happy to be Back to the Roots. Excellent. We're going to hear from Marnie in just a bit. But coming up on the show, the Urban Farm Report, we got two interesting projects to talk about. Yes, we do. And, you know, like we said, it's not shut down yet. It may have frosted last week, but there are still folks that do doing things throughout the winter. Planting their garden is one of the big things, obviously. But uh, some folks are still producing produce. And Molly Doctor's here from Pomona Produce, and she's going to tell us about her huge garden on 7th East that you always see and wonder what's going on yeah. with it because it's beautiful. It's on the right-hand side right before you get to 21st South. And then also Earth Community Gardens or one of the names. I know there's like three names. There's like three names for this project, but it's a project where they're turning a historic church 
into a community center in Rose Park, and it's going to have all kinds of gardening-related stuff involved with it. There'll be an event center there. Public kitchen. Uh, uh, business incubator, public kitchen, community garden. So I think it's a great idea, but they need to save this building. It's one of these historical buildings, and they're working in a conjunction with PIP. That's an organization that preserves some of the older buildings in town. And there's some sort of contest going on where if they get votes, they might get some they dough. Might, mm-hmm. So we'll talk about all that. Also, uh, I checked in earlier this week with Skywatcher Leo T. Yeah. He's got a report on what's going on up above us in the skies, as well as some details on what happened with this uh, Russian Soyuz capsule that had a little misfire, literally, hmm. on takeoff. So we'll hear about that in a bit during the rallies and resources section of the show. Uh, but first, let's go to some live music, Al. Marnie Prophet, what you going to play for us this first one here? Uh, the song is called Wilco the Crowd. Wilco. Wilco the Crowd, right here, live music on KRCL 90.9 FM. 23 years angry The venom in my veins moves slow though It hasn't killed anybody want to be the first to go, no. Can we move to the city and watch but never join the fools? People thinking that it's easy to run and hide from everything. That makes the true things true Getting high, wanna feel me Because I wanna feel you I do, I do Can we move to the city? Marnie Proudfoot, she'll be here the rest of the hour. We haven't done a singer-songwriter right in the studio with us in a while. It's really nice. Oh, man. 
I'm loving it. So this is Radioactive on 90.9 FM KRCL. I'm Laura Jones in studio with Aldine Strychnine. Let's do some rallies and resources. Sarah, I don't know if you got anything. I'm looking over my shoulder at a volunteer. I got a couple things. How about you, Al? I have something. Let's hear it. You want to hear it? Yeah. Okay. So tomorrow night, um, it's at Big Willie's, and it's a benefit for the Rape Recovery Center. And a band that I play in called Homo Leviticus is hosting it. And so we'd love to see you come out and watch us play. But mostly this is a benefit for the Rape Recovery Center, and there'll be ways to donate. And we'll have some merchandise that some of the money will go to those. That proceeds uh, will go to that, too. So it would be great to see you all. It probably starts around 9.30 and goes late. So we'll be over there jamming for the... And again, uh, it's tomorrow night, Big Willies. Big Willies. And what time again? And around 9.30. Okay. Um, tomorrow, the Tree Utah Care CL Sacred Grove planting is going on. You know how one of the options during Radiothon is to plant some trees with Tree Utah. Good stuff. And last I heard, we were at about 100 trees. That's so awesome. That's, you know, how good for the environment is that? It's wonderful. So you can come and plant a tree if you gave a tree and wanted to come out. If you just want to come out and see how this works, you're more than welcome to meet us at 9 a.m. We're going to be along the Jordan River Parkway. All the details are on our website, but I can tell you There's that a KRCL Grove there yeah, now, isn't uh-huh. there? That's what in I've a, heard. In a couple places. Mm-hmm. This one is out in Taylorsville at 871 Rock Hill Point Cove along the Jordan River Parkway. So um, more details again on our website and Facebook pages. But we'd love to see you out there. And I, since Billy won our little friendly competition about the number uh, of trees. plant more, more trees? trees uh, yeah, he's going to plant all of mine. <laughs> so... Okay. Anyway, uh, let's take a look at rallies and resources, which you can find at krcl.org. And you click Community Affairs, and you find this list that Radioactive Team curates. And there's a couple of things I just wanted to, to point out. And one of them is that tonight, in fact, just got underway over at Ken Sanders Rare Books. It's the Women of Wisdom Salon with former Utah Congresswoman Karen Shepard. So Catalyst Magazine's been doing these uh, articles with um, feminists, with women of experience and women new to the experience of feminism. And then they uh, also expand the article with these salons. This one tonight over at Ken Sanders. No ticket necessary. You can talk with Karen Shepard as well as writer Jane Lyon on feminist politics in Utah and why now more than ever women need to take back the vote to protect women's rights. That's going on tonight. Another thing I wanted to mention, the uh, Pride Center, Utah Pride Center, throwing up its doors at 6.30 this evening for a journey through dark and light, a one-of-a-kind fusion of poetry, art, and music with Lori Lee, Brian Allen, Robin Cage. I know we've had Robin on the show Yes, we before. have. And that goes until 9 o'clock, and everyone's invited a journey through dark and light going on until 9. And, oh, hey, just a, a message in here from Hillary McDaniel. Wow, I've heard of Marnie Proudfit, but never heard her until right now. She's taken my breath away. Yeah. So Marnie is here the rest of the hour. Stick around for that. Just a couple more things to remind you about. Um, Murray's Farmer, Murray Farmer's Market is on tonight. And tomorrow is the last, last. Farmer's Market mm-hmm. at Pioneer Park. And downtown. Winter Farmer's Market will be starting up soon? In three weeks, I think. A few weeks. Yeah, three weeks. Also, want to remind you that uh, there's a great panel discussion coming up on Monday night. Author Allison Hart and Black Lives Matter are getting together. Hart's going to read from her book called Mostly White, 
spans four generations of a mixed-race family, a powerful tale of intergenerational trauma and the healing brought by wildness music Mm -hmm. and the resilience of women. That's going on Monday night at 7 o'clock at the downtown Salt Lake City Library, made possible with support from the publisher, Tory House Press, the City Library, and Utah Humanities, which is still got this date and others for the Utah Book Festival going on. And there was one other thing that I really wanted to make sure people knew about. Uh, It's coming up on Tuesday. This is really cool, Al. Globehead's Cocktail Hour hmm. with Science on Tap. (laughs) So at 7 at the City Library, the Utah Film Center is screening Behind the Curve. It's a documentary that seeks to understand why some folks believe the Earth is flat. Uh And then after you watch that, you can go over to the Green Pig with Science on Tap and talk to scientists about why it's not flat. (laughs) So uh, Green Pig, of course, 21 plus, but everything else open to the public one more thing on um, on sunday mm-hmm. the slow foods utah oh, that's right. feast of the five senses and laura and i will be there we that's were right. lucky enough to be invited thanks so and, much for inviting um, me this is uh there it fuels their micro grant program all the proceeds from this and you can find out more information on this you search uh, slow foods utah mm-hmm. and i'm sure it's going to come up yeah um gwen christ is the the uh, director over there Mm -hmm. and um like i said this fuels all their micro grants programs and so many of the urban farmers that we've had on the urban farm report have received this grant wow you know if you're looking to get into urban farming or to take your gardening to the next level it's a great uh group to get involved with Mm -hmm. So those are rallies and resources, which you can find on our website, krcl.org. If you want to send us something, you're more than welcome to. And lastly, a special guest here. There's a star waiting in the sky. He'd like to come Skywatcher Leo T is back at KRCL. What is that? What did you bring with you? You got it's, your own flute. Yes, yeah, nice little Indian flute that Where'd I you pick up. That? I got that actually at the Salt Lake, uh, the Utah Arts Festival a few years ago. Oh wow! So I'm guessing we're gonna get some stories here before we're done. Oh yeah. But first, let's talk with meteor showers. Okay. Well, you know we, we've got the Orionids going on, so you know the Orionids, where that's coming from. Orion. Yeah. The area of Orion. But the cool thing about this one is because of the way the Earth is oriented right now, we're heading right into it. So it should be pretty spectacular. I don't care what they people say oh the moon's going to be out oh yeah okay the moon's going to be out you can still get up into some dark spot and see a few meteorites and be outside too so where am i going to look to see these well if you look northeast just look to northeast or sort of just overhead okay (laughs) just stop (laughs) just stop just Just look look up up. and just be out there don't take your you know your telescope for that so what are the experts saying about how many meteors we'll be able to see well they think about 15 to 20 an hour should be visible, and they're supposed to be really fast. Oh, I, yeah. I guess because we're heading to, yeah. Shooting stars. And some of them are really pretty. Yeah. You know, get some blue ones going up there. So the moon is out. It's a bright moon. It's a bright moon, but I always work with the moon because it's a pretty cool thing to look at, too. I love looking at the moon. You know? It's blinding when it's really bright. It is. That's why if you do have a telescope, get a little blue filter, or my friend said, let's put on your sunglasses, dude. There you go. All right. And it works. But you can do that. And, and the moon is pretty bright. And it's hanging out with some interesting stars out there. Yeah. Right now. What's it hanging out with? Well, it's hanging out in Sagittarius and Capricorn. So right now, if you look up there, you've seen this bright object. Looks like a Christmas ornament up there. It's Mars is hanging out there. Okay. And it's making a little triangle with a, store, a star called Formal Hot. 
Formal hot? Formal hot. Okay. Sounds like, you know, I don't know what. I don't know what that sounds like, I, but it doesn't sound like a star. It doesn't. I think it's Syrian. Sounds like a hot pocket. A hot pocket. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're onto something. But the formal hot hot pockets up there, it's a nice little blue blue star up there, so it makes a nice little triangle up there. And in the background is the Milky Way. Okay. We've got Sagittarius and Capricorn. Capricorn? Capricorn. Mm-hmm. What's Capricorn? Capricorn? Is Capricorn a goat? Capricorn is a goat. Ooh! Yeah. Meh, whatever they do. Are you going to make those sounds? Okay. I can't do it. But uh, uh, Capricorn was coming out of the ocean, and this is the Greek mythology with Capricorn, is, is that Capricorn was trying to get away from a really scary monster in the, in the sea. Somebody's uh, chasing him anyway, so he's coming out of the sea into the sky. And so in the transition, he, he turns into whatever he is as Ooh. a god. Into He has a fish tail, and he has the front end of a goat. So he's oh, a, okay. really a fish goat, so... So that's the the Greek, the old Greek mythology, but I'm guessing there's lots of other stories about that? There are lots of stories about that, but uh, I've got a couple of other ones I'm trying to figure out what other stories, because, you know, all these mm-hmm. stars people look at, they aren't necessarily the same patterns they look at. For instance, the uh, in the uh, Corona Borealis, which is a nice little circle right up above the Big Dipper. It's very light. looks like a little semicircle up there. If you're on a dark night, you can see that. Um, and the Blackfoot tribe of Alberta and Montana and Idaho call it the spider god. The spider god, or Corona Borealis, as uh, we know it, sits in his web, which is Hercules, an- another, uh, which is another Greek god, but of course also a sky object. He watches over the land sometimes. He climbs down the Milky Way to visit the Earth. Ooh, I like that one. That's kind of cool. So same sky, same different sky. stories. Different stories. Everybody's a little different. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a grizzly bear, which is Cygnus in the Milky Way. Uh, Cygnus is a very bright thing, part of the summer triangle up above in the summertime. Still, actually, the summer triangle is still kind of hanging out there. It's starting to move west, but it's still there. And this is from the Shoshone tribe of Wyoming or southern Idaho. Shoshone, Shoshone. They call it the Shoshones in Nevada, and they call it the Shoshones in Wyoming. So whichever you choose. A, a grizzly bear, which is Cygnus, climbed up a tall mountain to go hunting in the sky. As he climbed, snow and ice clung to the fur of his feet and legs. Crossing the sky, the ice crystals trailed behind him, forming the Milky Way. I like that one. I like that with ice crystals trailing behind, forming the Milky Way. That's kind of fun. Now, as I recall from the news, there was a Russian Soyuz capsule and something interesting that happened. A little bump in space, Laura. Yeah, the uh, very interesting because it's uh, they had to abort this, the uh, trip because uh, as they launched, they were launching up, going up to the space station, and the crew of a Russian cosmonaut and an American astronaut had a problem during the separation of the stages. It triggered the abort, so they had actually separated the stages when a blue warning light went off and uh, there was some noise and the thing was shaking and they're like, oh, holy manoli, this is uh, not working out too well. They had to turn the thing back around like a rubber ball at the top of its arch and bring it back down like a like a rubber ball would you bounce it it comes back down like one of those balls on a string with a paddle yeah okay but the thing is you got to get the angle right if you don't get the angle just right or guess what happens burn up or you bounce off and out into space out into space oh my gosh this was a tricky maneuver to save themselves but they did they did and I, i think it's a really big deal because there's not very many times we've been able to abort a spaceship uh, in space and come back and yeah. live to tell about it. So it launched, it got off the pad, but out as it was heading out into space, some things went wrong. Yeah, they got into uh, no gravity, so they were floating around with their, their little stuffed monkeys and things that they had, their mascots, an owl and a monkey. They, had they take mascots in the Soyuz? I guess so, <laughs> I didn't know that. They're probably in trouble now. Mm. But it yeah. was, they, they achieved no gravity, and then they had the uh, stage separation, and they knew it was all messed up, so... 
and uh, plan the angle right and push the right buttons and come back down. So tragedy averted. Tragedy averted. So I call and that's it a, a good thing. Yeah, exactly. Well, Leo, what are you looking out for next up there in the universe? Well, we're going to just keep on looking. There's so much going on right now, and it's been fun at uh, Capitol Reef with all these people from Alabama to Canada to, to France to New Mexico to right there in Torrey, people that come out and look, and just to see them looking for the first time is pretty fun. But they sometimes they'll find something and say, what's that? So, well, I don't know. Let's look it up. Let's look for it. So, like you say. There's a lot of fun things going on in the universe. Look up, look around. Get lost in space. Oh, I love little Major Tom there. <laughs> the end. Was that Peter Schilling? Thank you, Skywatcher Leo T. He's been spending his summers uh, working at the visitor center down there in Capitol Reef. So he's yeah. been meeting people from all over the world and, and connecting through, you know, we're all looking at the same sky mm-hmm. and uh, sharing different stories. We're going to start working, I think. Um, with different folklore traditions and bring people in with him. So I'm excited about how he's doing all that. Sounds good. I've always been hooked on astronomy and all that stuff. I know. The Bob Rock Farmer also looks to the stars. Yes, yes. All right. So anyway, Skywatcher Leo T has his own Facebook page. If you want to suggest something or make a comment or observation, he's always looking for interesting things to talk about when he comes on the show. And you're welcome to get involved because that's the kind of radio station we are here at KRCL. All right, Al. Time for some more live music. Okay. Marnie, how are you? I'm doing well. So we were talking uh, while while Leo bit was playing that you've been everywhere. You've yes. been everywhere. <laughs> so Ogden, Salt Lake, Boston, Northern California, New York. But now mm-hmm. you're like setting up, setting up home. You're nesting in yes, Ogden. Totally nesting okay. right now. Yeah, yeah, it's been good. So you're gonna play another one for us. Yeah. Desert Jim. Uh, yeah. KRCL, live homegrown music with the punk rock farmer. Tell me if I'm telling you way too much. I'm kind of freaking out. Freaking out Don't know what I am doing wrong But I'm doing something wrong Something wrong I've got a friend who looks like Marilyn But we don't talk anymore No, no, not anymore Fall asleep in my clothes Don't feel like an adult A million times 
call The line I'm supposed to like Feel bad when I'm feeling myself But I don't try to think About anybody else Sometimes I wish I'd never die Sometimes I hate being alive Who am I? Who am I? When you're not Support for KRCL comes from the Commonwealth Room, presenting the Capitol Steps, a political satire troupe that began as a group of Senate staffers. They will be performing their new album, Make America Grin Again, at the Commonwealth Room on October 23rd. Tickets and information at thecommonwealthroom.com. Support for 90.9 FM KRCL provided by Schneider Auto Karasri Body and Paint. Offering collision repair and restoration to pre-accident condition for most cars and light trucks. Schneider Auto negotiates directly with insurance companies. Details, services, hours, and location at schneiderauto.net. KRCL would like to thank all the listeners who donated during Fall Radiothon and Spilt Inc., Eric Christiansen, and Chip Blumen for providing challenge grants. Thanks. We couldn't do it without you. All right, Radioactive here on 90.9 FM KRCL. Stick around at 7 o'clock. It's Democracy Now! with Amy Goodman on the show. Dissident Saudi academic Madawi al-Rashid on Jamal Khashoggi's disappearance, U.S.-Saudi relations, and more. She's a Saudi dissident visiting professor at the Middle East Center at the London School of Economics who was stripped of her Saudi citizenship in 2005 for criticizing Saudi authorities. Eight o'clock, not a sideshow with Sergis Brown. I think he's got more Tiki Tempo coming up on the, uh-huh. the show to play live. And Friday night, Fallout with Keith and Nate at 10.30. 
I'm Laura Jones, Al Dine, Strict Nine, KRCL's punk rock farmer in the studio, and it's time for the Urban Farm Report. Yes, we have a the jam-packed Urban Farm Report tonight. So Folks doing cool cu- stuff. A couple different sections here. Molly Doctor's here from Pomona Produce. And Molly, I, your garden... When I when I drive down Seventh East, I see that garden on the on the right hand side before I get to Twenty First South, and I think, what a beautiful space! What a large, beautiful space! There's no fence. Um, people, uh, do you get interactions? People come walking by and ask you what you're doing. Oh yeah, all the time. <laughs> it's pretty fun, for better or worse. It's very exposed, and uh, sometimes it makes it hard to get things done because there are a lot of people who are super curious, but. I love it. I welcome all of it. Uh, we have a great neighborhood down there in Liberty Wells, and and yeah, people are curious, and I'm always happy to talk. And and you you didn't just get into this yesterday. You've been brewing. This thing's been brewing for you. How about a little bit of your history? Yeah, so I've gardened really my whole life. I, I helped out my parents in the garden quite a bit growing up and then um, worked in gardening all through high school and college and things like that. Um, And I started really farming and growing food about four years ago for a local farm. And then I broke off on my own when I was about to have uh, my little baby, who's now about eight months old. So the local farm you worked for was Frog Bench Farms, right? That is correct, yep. And so that's a very, for folks who don't know, that's a very automated system. It's a greenhouse that has has panels that go back and forth, and everything is watered on timers. It's very high-tech. It's super (laughs) high-tech. And beautiful, absolutely beautiful. It's amazing. We've been there. Laura and I have been there to a dinner there one time. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. it's it's amazing. It's a quite a breathtaking space, but it kind of feels a little like it's not getting your hands dirty, doesn't it? Too high tech. Well, I mean, I think it has its differences than a lot of different farms. You know, there's a lot of high techness to it, um, and it's really amazing to work in it. And mm-hmm. I've kicked myself sometimes, thinking that maybe <laughs> I should have stayed. <laughs> but, went back to the plow and the hoe. Right? <laughs> but I really love what I'm doing, and I love the flexibility of being a mom. And having that ability to bring my baby to work with me and, and do that part of it. Um, but I really value the experience that I got up at Frog Bench. Um, I learned a lot. I met a lot of great people. Uh, the owners up there are wonderful. They're Everybody fantastic. I worked with are, were wonderful up there. So, yeah, all in all, it was a, a great time. Okay, I have an inside question maybe from your time there. <laughs> sure. We went to this lunch up there a couple – it's been a, about two years now uh-huh. when a woman came in talking about organic and, and the movement across the country, and it was this kind of tubular green that was crunchy and had a citrusy taste, and I've been trying to figure out what it is ever since. It was was it like, like crystallized kind of? yes. Yeah, ice lettuce. Oh my god! I probably grew that. <laughs> was, it, was it the dinner where everybody kind of talked about policy? And yes, 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 yes. One of the yeah. I think I was there too. Okay, I yeah. have to grow some next other. year. <laughs> I have to grow. Some. Was, I can hook you up on the was, on the tips on how to grow it. It was so yeah. good. It's beautiful too, mm-hmm. and I love growing stuff like that. Even now, um, I work quite a bit with restaurants um, in the area. And also at markets, and I really enjoy bringing kind of the unique produce to people. Yeah. So that falls into that category, the unique things that you won't taste. be able to pick up. Yeah, Explode taste and in your mouth. and stuff you won't be able to find at the grocery store. Okay. Mm. Yeah. You've been very fortunate, and you've actually received a couple of these grants, a couple of these little micro-granny things, and one was to help with your irrigation, and but it, the land that you're on, too. That's right. Yeah, I feel very fortunate. Um, I was able to tap into some local resources pretty early on. 
Um, and I just want to tell people that these resources are there for anyone who, who's interested. So if you're out there and you're kind of wondering if you should take the plunge, go online, do some searching for grants and um, opportunities available in, in urban farming. Um, specifically for um, Salt Lake City, they're trying to reallocate land to urban farming pursuits. And so if you're interested in that, I have this email address. It is slcgreen at slcgov.com. And if you email them and tell them that you're interested in being on the uh, land list, you will receive an email when this land goes up for application. So that's what I did last fall. I put in an application and I was chosen out of a handful of people to take on this third of an acre that I'm farming on 700 East. And it's been wonderful. It's it's really great. I think it's a really cool program that they're doing. Any requirements, special requirements? Um, attention to detail when filling out the application. Ah. It is, <laughs> it's a little bit daunting. It is, you know, when you look at the application, there's a lot of kind of legal jargon on there, but don't be, don't be scared away by that. Yeah. Just kind of take it step by step. And well, I guess my question is, did you, are you then leasing this land from the city or is the city have some sort of agreement with the landowner for this program? So what's interesting about my specific parcel is that it is owned by the state but maintained by the city. So it's it's UDOT land all along 700 East mm-hmm. there. Um, but my lease is through the city, and it's for five years. Um, and so there there's quite a few kind of stipulations of how to farm it, organic practices, that kind of thing. Um and then I have the chance of leasing it for two subsequent years thereafter. After your five year. But I have to apply for it then as well. Yeah. So tell us about your yield this year. How did the growing season go? Because the weather for me was just nuts in terms of its impact. So, and you, just to put this straight, I'm sure you grew like multiple tons of produce in that <laughs> garden. I'm, I'm almost positive because of just looking at the size of it, I know. I'm feeling pretty good about it. Yeah, I I didn't cultivate all of it until the fall when I finally got um, the full parcel planted. Um, But I'm feeling pretty good, and I do have all the numbers that I haven't had a chance to add up. They're they're all on a nice little spreadsheet that I've been taking notes on all season. Um, So I will have those numbers eventually. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it it looked pretty good, and uh, it it wasn't a terrible season. That that plot has really good soil to start with. So I feel really good about this being the first year and what I was able to pull off of it and how everything looked. Um, I was also the recipient of a grant from Urban Food Connections. Um, they had a micro-grant program. And I'm not positive if it's still going on or not. That's something that would be worth some research. But that's Allison from the Downtown Alliance. That's right. Downtown Farmers Market, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, and they help out a lot of local farmers in pursuing uh, local food production. So I received a grant for irrigation. And I got to tell you, if I if I didn't receive that, it would have been pretty difficult to to do what I did on that land. Would you have to put in your own water or something? Yeah, or so ir- there was a, a main water line there. Um, thankfully, I didn't have to put you didn't in have anything to stub like that, that out? Well, we stubbed out from there, and we put in uh, several valves, and then we ran all drip off of that. So um, I have, uh, let's see eight zones that run all of the different beds and mm-hmm. areas in there. So, and it's all on timers and everything, but yeah, it's great. I mean, it's really nice to be able to set a timer and not have to worry about going down and hand watering or turning things on or anything like that. So mm. super thankful for that grant. You, after my own heart, love hot peppers. Love them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you even grew one of the varieties that I got from my friend in 
in uh, South America, mm-hmm. and the one that the seeds that I got and passed out, no one had, nobody had any luck. With. Really? Yes, charapita, and that one is mm-hmm. supposed to be very close to the mother. Also, it's a little. You had luck though, right? I, I had some luck, but she had luck with the char. She grew them, and they fruited and i even tasted one they might have been a little shrivelly because the frost got kind of to it mm. lots of flavor and just very tiny very tiny yeah. little peppers but your love of peppers where'd that come from right um i really like spice i like heat and then i started growing hot peppers and and the realm of peppers and the flavors and colors and you know like i was saying the traditions and the history of them is just so intriguing to me so i grow a lot of peppers I had 22 varieties this year. Um, three of those varieties were more of a sweet pepper, but everything else was pretty screaming hot. Yeah. So then what did you do with all this? Well, so it was a little bit of a gamble doing this because it was sort of my own personal pursuit. I didn't necessarily know if they would sell well. but yeah, I um, told you farmers are gamblers. <laughs> you have to be. Uh, I did sell quite a bit to some local salsa and hot sauce companies. Um, actually, Tracy with Van Cordell Flavor Science is sort of my my chili gu- guru, I like to say. She teaches me a lot about different chilies and helped me pick some of the varieties. So, um, yeah, I, I just grew a bunch of them, and I wanted to see what did well. And next year, I plan on growing probably about half as many. So I'll pick the ones that did the best and the ones that I liked the most, and I probably will take that ahi charapita and, and grow that one again. Oh, did you like it? it? It was beautiful. I think next year, if I can give it a little bit more attention, I'll have better yields and I'll, I'll get some, some better all the South Ameri- produce. All the South American peppers are ahis. They're not chilies. Mm-hmm. They're not chili peppers. They're, that's what they call them. That's their name for them. Very cool. So uh, before we, we go to our, our next guest in the Urban Farm Report, I'm kind of curious what happens now for you after this first mm-hmm. year as you move into what you know the layperson's like, it's not a growing season. What are you doing at your, right. at your acreage? It is so a growing season. It is, yeah. It's so <laughs> many different things in the winter months. Um, I'm actually just about to put garlic in the ground. So anyone out there that's wondering what you can do right now besides cleaning up your garden bed and harvesting all of your brassica and cold weather crops, you can put your garlic in. Um, And then I also grow microgreens through the winter months. So I do that inside and I do it under lights. Um, And I'll be selling those at the Winter Farmers Market at the Rio Grande Center, which starts, I think, mid-November is the first. I think it's like three weeks from tomorrow. Right so there. do you have a presence yet online so people can keep uh, in touch with you, ask questions? I do, yeah. Um, I am on Instagram, and I am Pomona Produce. It's P-O-M-O-N-A underscore produce. And yeah, I'm there. You can kind of follow me of you know what I'm doing, taking okay. pictures of what I do, I guess. <laughs> Excellent. Please come back through the winter and let us know what's going on and help us inspire folks in the local food movement. Thank you. Thanks so much we for having me. love it. Um, and in fact, you know, uh, I think the punk rock farmer needs to start getting a little more business oriented. <laughs> I keep she, telling him he's got to open the food truck, do the cookbook, brand the get name, the uh, sauce line. Yeah, right. he has it. Anyway, thank you so much for coming in. Hey, um, before we go to our next guest, I just wanted to remind people about the Utah Can 2018. Is that cannabis convention going on out at uh, the, the Mountain Expo? Well, it's Mountain America Expo Center in Sandy tonight and tomorrow i got a couple of weekend passes go on the facebook page for krcl radioactive and if you want them i will get them to you these are weekend passes for that and it goes tonight and tomorrow but in in 
line with that, though, Al, I just came across something I wanted people to know about, and it's this um, public meeting, medical cannabis public hearing, happening Wednesday the 24th, 6.30 up at the Utah State Capitol building. It's being hosted by Utah House and Senate Democrats, a public hearing to discuss the Utah Medical Cannabis Act. That's the so-called thing that lawmakers will do if and when Proposition 2 passes or vice versa. Anyway, the whole landscape will be discussed and there'll be experts from all sides of the aisle and it's open to the public. We'll put the details in the show notes so you can check it out for yourself. There's also a survey there in advance of that meeting. I figure we're talking about growing stuff. Yeah. Why not? Why not? All right, your second guest, Al. (laughs) This one, I'm really interested in what's going on because I don't understand what's going on. So welcome to the show, David Wright, Holiday Community Gardens, Earth Community Gardens, the new hope. David, what have you got going on? <laughs> yes, so that's actually all of the above. Um, right now, our, our current uh, project that we're working on is there is an old, uh, it was originally the 29th Ward of the Church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints, that we are turning into a community center. And as part of this community center and as part of what creates, you know, a full, robust community, we're going to have multiple aspects of this, um, community gardens being one, uh, a business incubator space, a commercial kitchen to use as like commissary and also like a startup kitchen for people who are getting into the culinary industry. Um, and then we're going to have what we're terming a nonprofit bazaar where the, all the old classrooms were in, in the church down in the basement. We're going to have different nonprofits where they can kind of collectively come together, work on social issues, uh, work on issues that affect the immediate community and the world at large. And then above, we're going to actually have an event space. So, I mean, it's really everything that you can think of in a community center we're going to have. And this, you know, this fits in very, just fits in perfectly with what KRCL is all about in our community. And any way we can help with this and get, um, so there's a, there's a, a, a fun drive kind of a thing, right? It's well, it you guys are, it's kind of it's it, you guys are competing for a grant. <laughs> yeah. s- tell tell me about it because it's kind of confusing a little bit. Yes, so this is something we just jumped right into. The opportunity presented itself, and when we jumped right into it, but what it is, it's actually a national grant. It's with Partners in Preservation, um, National Geographic, American Express, where they take. Uh, where multiple historic sites compete for this grant, and they select 20 of twenty historic sites, and we were one of the 20 that were selected. Um, if there was multiple in a city, they only select one per city. And we are trying to get people to vote for us just as many times as they can. You log in every day to the uh, Partners in Preservation website, which is just voteyourmainstreet.org slash salt dash lake dash city so it's kind of complicated we'll put it in the show notes don't worry about it okay (laughs) the best way is if we can have everybody text the word keyword vote to 801-788-4171 then we'll send these daily reminders and we're going to kind of bug you for the next nine days that the campaign's over in nine nine days but the top 10 in the campaign will actually receive funding and we've asked for $150,000 in preservation for this property. Very wow. cool. So keeping the building alive is the main thing, right? Yes, I mean, f- for sure. The, uh, right now, the building does not have any utilities. Um, it's been abandoned for about 16 years. So you can imagine everything that kind of happened. Well, when I say abandoned, it's there's there's unoccupied. Been pe- yeah, not officially Formally. occupied. Yeah, yeah there you exactly. Go. Right. <laughs> but you always you also have a campaign for sustainers that 
folks can be involved with too? And is there a, a place where they can go for that? Yes. So that same number, the 801-788-4171, if people want to get involved more long-term, we're having them text volunteer. And that will walk you through just a Google form that finds out what your interests are, what issues you want to start addressing in society. You know, in my ideal world, we would just all garden all day long. Thank right? you. We would, uh. we just sit back and garden all day long. But um, unfortunately, that gardening can sometimes be a, a position of, of privilege, so to speak, for certain people. Because if you're just worrying about, you know, surviving that day, you don't have the time to let a tomato yeah. plant grow and, and reap that harvest. So we, we, because gardening is where we're trying to get, we also have to address social issues along the way that inhibit people from being able to garden. So I don't know if you already said this because I was giving away some passes to the cannabis <laughs> convention, but this is the old Touch by an Angel set, right? So yeah, we found out that Touch by an Angel filmed at least a couple episodes there, um, maybe even more. We're still trying to find footage for that. So we've had multiple people within the local film industry mm -hmm. kind of going through the archives trying to find it. It could just... Billy Palmer will know because he was a logistics guy on Touch by an Angel. Yeah. So okay. we'll ask him. We'll, we'll hook you guys up. Because if we can find some of that, that, I mean, that's definitely, we've had a lot of good support um, from the, the local film industry because uh, it's just such a unique space and it kind of really has that haunted, like that, that legit haunted uh, house sort of vibe yeah. to it, haunted church. Sure, with no utilities and No stuff. utilities, yeah. and there was uh -huh. a fire there, so there's all this smoke damage all through there. Um, You're taking advantage of that this weekend, aren't you? We kind of are What's taking advantage. <laughs> um, we, we are right, this weekend is actually the, um, is, is the open house weekend for the Partners in Preservation grant. And so we're doing... Um, for instance, tonight we have this good and evil open house where we'll have some some live music and people can kind of come see the space. It starts it, in like fifteen minutes, something like that. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm gonna try. So it. with a generator, obviously. G yes, okay. generator. <laughs> um, we are working on getting solar panels on on the roof because we want this to be like a model for sustainable community. Mm -hmm. And so, um, as as the cool thing with working with these bare bones structure is that we are we're able to see what would what would it take for anything like this in any community and we want this to be a model i mean sure this will be a great place and we know that this is going to be a fantastic spot but if it can't be replicated in a way that's going to be sustainable in other communities then then it's not really uh what we're trying to do is just get that out to as many communities as possible and have people take that example so we were we started by saying there's all these different names so you've been doing this under different kind of guys is for a while. What's your history here? So um, originally I started in Holiday and it was Holiday Community Garden. Um, and it was... Is that where the new fire station so is now? The, Yep, the fire station. Um, there, there was a few other people. I actually lived in the condominiums right next to that. And that Three was, Fountains, is that what it is? Um, or is it the French one? I can't... See, oh, Old Stomping. Yeah, Old Stomping Grounds. Yes. And so... Um, <laughs> and then that's kind of where I got involved in more... Um, official or structured activism uh -huh. rather than just an angsty young kid yeah. lashing out at society. Um, and so community gardening was a great way to do it. And also keep that punk, right? You know, keep that It's got to be in there, yeah. right? That ethos works good in a <laughs> yeah. lot of different ways. Yeah, I mean, yeah. capital-driven economics only works for so long before exactly. you, I mean, so go to that, you know, that punk rock, that those roots. And, you know, I kind of more from a a hip hop background and really love that, like the underground, the yeah. basement, you know, kind of the, the grimy um, 
the roots of, of, of what, because oftentimes that is where you see if there's a crack in the foundation, it's going to go to, you know, yeah. the basement first. So that's mm-hmm. where you see some of these, these social cracks, so to speak, in society. Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. So this is on a tight timeline, right? You said how many days on this project? We have till next Friday, a week from today. So um, everyone just get in and vote. You can vote five times a day. And, you know, if you, if you text vote to that, that number... Yep, I will bug you every day and like usually right before you go to bed and just like, did you vote today? And and so if we can get as many people as we can to do that, then I'll kind of just bug you from there. Either tell you opt out or tell you vote one of the two. We'll post post that number in the show notes and we'll also repeat it here next Friday too. Mm -hmm. And, you know, because this is the kind of thing, this model and this kind of thing is just, you know, like I think, Gardening should be taught in schools. And so I think every neighborhood should have one of these. And I think it's a great idea, and I, th- I really want to see it succeed. Awesome. Well, thank you. Well, and, and my question is, you're not um, pinning everything on this vote, though, right? So that's why you want people to text the word volunteer to that number as well. Yeah, the vote is, is something we just jumped on to. But um, long term, I'm, I'm, I'm in this for the long haul. We have a big group, a, a collective group of us that we're all in it for the long haul. Mm-hmm. So this is going to happen regardless. This vote may speed it up a little bit, but... Yeah. But it's going to happen regardless. We really want people that are invested yeah. long term in this project. There's so much going on in Rose Park, Fair Park, Poplar Grove, along especially along yeah. that Jordan River corridor. Who's it? Our, our folks, our friends from Dogwood, Dogwood Platt, Platt. Chris, took advantage Chris of that. Chris and Danielle. Mm-hmm. So another opportunity to expand the uh, urban farmer, the punk rock farmers over in that area. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming in. I really Thank appreciate you. it. Um, sit tight. We got to take a big old group photo at the end, but Marnie's going to start playing some more for us and talking about her music. So Marnie Proudfit is our featured artist in residence tonight, singer-songwriter. And you were saying <clears throat> that you have an album that you never put out. <laughs> yes. So yes, what's I the do. deal? Um, it's, uh, I don't know. That's everybody's question for me. Yeah. I never know the answer. They need to be um, remastered and remastered and remastered. It actually was remastered and remastered and remastered. And finally, now it's to a place where I'm like, oh, yeah, this is really great. But the record itself sounds very different from the way that I sound now. Yeah. And even as I sounded then, um, we recorded it in a barn in Pennsylvania with a group of about 20 people. That sounds um, awesome. It was uh, it was like one of the most magical experiences I've ever had. And I mean, from the way that the record is for as magical as it is, it needs that kind of a release. Okay. So it's almost more that I'm waiting for, for the right moment to, to you know, do that. I think maybe the uh, pigeon and poultry barn over at the fair part <laughs> could have some sort of release party. Could be the, the spot yeah. to do it. So anyway, we'll talk about where you're playing next, but let's uh, let's hear Skeleton Jar. All right. Marnie Proudfit, live. KRCL 90.9 FM. My skeleton jar is full of secrets They sleep out between my bones to speak for me Lost all of my insulation Our bodies are not, at least we know where we've been 
forgot my name Time has come and gone and chased it away But I don't really mind As long as you are the last thing I see Lost all of my insulation Bodies and knots, at least we know where we've been Proudfit skeleton jar, live so, homegrown. Yeah, so so that guitar looks old. The pickup on it makes me think it's from the fifties or the sixties. Yeah, for sure, definitely. Tell me about it. Um, so this guitar I got from a very dear friend um, that I play a lot of music stuff with, and yeah, he just always had it lying around, and anytime I'd go to his house, I'd pick it up and play it, and finally he was like, "All right, it's." It's yours. And wow. He, he sold it to me, and I was like, yes. Um, but he, it only had one other owner uh, who was this lady named Judy, so it actually has a pickup guard on it. I don't play with a pick, so it's not on there. Um, but it says Judy. On the pick guard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's the guitar's name. But um, her dad gave it to her in eighth grade, so it was, like, original and, like, brand new for her. She, like, never played it, and then my friend bought it. Um but I don't know much more about it. The serial number doesn't allude to much more and than what is it, from the what 50s is it? or 60s. What's, what does it say? It's a Gretsch. It's a Gretsch. It's a Gretsch. Yeah. It's beautiful. The thank F you. holes and the tobacco sunburst on it. Judy. And Judy. it's a beautiful Judy. guitar. Yeah. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. I love it. <laughs> she's, so, she's a good gal. I hear you got a, a house concert coming up. I do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm planning a little house show. Um, I have some friends coming through from San Diego. And they asked if I, you know, would want to set something up. And I just bought a new house. So getting that all set up. And I was like, all right, this is a good deadline for me to really get things put together there. When's that going (laughs) to be and how can people find out? So it's going to be November 20th. um, And it's going to be an RSVP only show. Um, So you can find it by following me on Instagram at Marnie Lion Proudfit. 
um, or reaching out on Facebook. My Facebook page is just Marnie Proudfit. So, man, it's been fun having you here. Thanks, we really appreciate it. And you know, send us that album. Let's get it on the air. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. We want to hear that. We're uh, that's what CareCL's here for, man. <laughs> Local music. So we got one more. Yes. Europe, Europe. Yeah. All right, Al, you do the honors. Monty Proudfit, right here live on CareCL ninety point nine FM.
Very nice. Thank, thank you, dear. You. You're going to have to come back sometime soon. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'd love to. Absolutely. Marnie Pravit, thank you so much. Thanks. And again, on Instagram, it is... Uh, at Marnie Lion Proudfit. And she's got a house concert coming up mm-hmm. in Ogden in November, right before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. And, and do, can I get a copy of the album? <laughs> play it on the air at least. I just want to say thanks to all of our listeners who donated last week. Thank you oh, so gosh. much. We know you're out there listening. Yep. Pickup party on Thursday, November 1st, 4 to 7 p.m. here at KRCL. Uh, our thanks to Skywatcher Leo T. Also, from Pomona Produce, Molly Doctor, and David Wright from Holiday Community Gardens and the Earth Community Gardens Project. We'll put all that stuff in the show notes so you can uh, connect with everybody. And yes, Marnie Profit. I, I'm just going to keep saying that. Marnie Profit, Marnie Profit, Marnie Profit. <laughs> Next week on the show, Al, Tycoon Machete. Tycoon Machete. And uh, you know, I'm. Uh, we'll figure out who else. <laughs> <laughs> you can always find Al Dine, Strict Nine Care, CL's Punk Rock Farmer on Facebook. Reach out if you are in the local food movement, if you are a musician, an artist in the community, we'd love to have you on the show. My thanks to Sarah Thacker, also Sullivan Petchenbang, our audio engineer and videographer tonight, and Trevin Porter, his intern. Uh, Sarah Thacker, did I thank you? One yes. more time, Sarah Thacker. Aldine Strick 9, thank you so much. Thank I'm you. Laura Jones, Democracy Now! is next. KRCL, Salt Lake City.